Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Welcome. I thought I'd start today with just a little uh, bit of joy. It says, days run into nights, nights into days. We adapt, we adjust to ever-changing challenges. A stranger once said to me, I pray you may find a moment of joy in each day. That loving bit of wisdom has inspired me to search for that gleam of unexpected joy which lifts me up again. Faith sustains, family stays close, friends uphold, music soothes, books can bring respite. For all that, I am grateful. Each may bring that moment of joy in what may be an otherwise intense day. And it's Betty and Anne Levitt. I love that. And we talked a little bit on our last podcast about things that elevate our vibration. And here it seems like they just sum it up in that it says, you know, faith, family, friends, music, books, um, and all of those things to be grateful for. So thank you. Mm-hmm. That was from Katie. Katie shared that with us this morning. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit and going back to Katie today about your sister-in-law and her husband. Um, My stepsister. Your yeah. stepsister. I'm sorry. Yeah. Your stepsister were on the Oprah's Super Soul series, and you sent me a link to listen to it, and I just was blown away. I loved it, and I asked you if I could borrow the book that they wrote, and it's called Undo It, um, and it's by Dr. Dean Ornish and uh, your stepsister. Yep. Yeah. His husband, and it's, uh, so anyway, it was on the Oprah Soul series, but he talks about eating well, moving more, stressing less, and loving more. I just love those four points, Um, and we'll get to that in a second. I'll just tell you a little bit about uh, Dr. Ornish. She's the founder and president of a nonprofit preventative medicine research institute, a clinical professor in medicine of the University of California. Um, And Anne, who's your stepsister, is vice president of a program of development at the nonprofit preventative medicine research institute. She's creator of the Ornish Lifestyle Medicine digital platform. And so I just loved the simplicity of this that, you know, we make it so complicated, you know, running around trying to figure out all of the key ingredients to living a well life. And I feel like they named it in four bullet points, you know, with eat well, you know, whole foods, a plant-based diet, move more, you know, moderate exercise, just walking and getting out there. And I wanted to talk kind of about some of those things. And for me, like walking more, we just got a puppy and it's great to have pets because they get you out and get you moving and where you otherwise would probably wouldn't leave the house. Um, stress less. And we talk a lot about things like that on talking joy about meditation. And we have two yoga teachers on our, on our team here. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. And, and, uh, the last one is to love more. Um, and you know, I uh, was thinking about this, you know, that love piece and how can we love one another more and, um, you know, I think that starts in our homes. I think it starts with self-love, and, you know, we could have a whole conversation around that. So, Katie, I just want to invite you to, to add on and talk about 
yeah you know, how you feel about the book and yeah it was it was thank you Pam I thank yeah. you so much for bringing this up I think like you said the tenets in this book are truly I mean it's a dense book but they are ultimately just so simple and I feel very grateful that I was um, over a decade ago um, you know introduced to these amazing people that have just really just are transformed so many people's lives mm -hmm. and and my stepsister was very formative at the time for me when I was interested in yoga. She had also been on the cover of like Yoga Journal, for instance, and she had completed several yoga trainings. And she um, introduced me to some amazing yoga um, instructors in the city at the time. And um, I also was eating like less just being more mindful of like the healthy food choices that we make and of course no one's perfect but um it was very validating to hear like the evidence and the you know the medicine and the research behind um his you know his research and being able to reverse you know it's just it's so inspiring um because it's empowering when you can teach people you know genes are an important factor but lifestyle and loving and meditating and we have the power to reverse, as he proves, like the telomeres, which are the, I, think, I don't know if I'm going to do the, do the correct medicine on it, but basically the, um, the, our genes, like there's evidence that shows that we can reduce and lower the genes that cause cancer and cause mm -hmm. these, these deadly diseases. Mm -hmm. So, and so when they had right before her, their interview um, in Maui with Oprah, um, Larry, Anne's father, my stepfather, um, had passed away. And I remember it was almost surreal because we, she just is so, so strong and she was able to communicate to Oprah about the experience of losing her father briefly and then what it was like when my mother, with my mom was a widow and Larry was a widow and what it was like for her it, having to, you know, meet this new, have this new mother figure in her life. And understandably, as she said, she had some initial trepidation and it was very, it was hard, but she grew to find my mother over time as being her truly, she considers her one of her best friends. So it was just very, she, it just very, you, you know, know, just so beautiful. For me personally, that touched me more when I was, I know some of you haven't watched this and you can, you know, you can go on Oprah Soul Series and, and watch this video. And really the, the point of bringing this up today was just to talk about some of the, the feelings surrounding this and how can we apply these yes. simple things to our lives. And because I think it's a spiritual practice, I think all four of them are, and we're talking about spiritual practices. But out of the whole interview, that was one of the most meaningful pieces for me because we do get put into these new situations and relationships in our lives that we didn't ask for or that we didn't want, but we can choose love. And she chose love, even though there's a little resistance at first. I think that a love fest when Larry was dying, at least walking with you personally through that time, is that you all came together in unity and... Yeah, I was about five years before he, like when he started getting sick, I've noticed a shift and I think I, I, it's just so apparent that she has always chosen love and it's yeah. just been empower, encouraging for all of us to see that it's yeah. um, And so when we choose love, we have this amazing, it has this incredible ripple effect to everybody whose lives that we touch. So yeah. when someone, you know, reaches out to me and, I, and I'm right away resisting... Um, I can choose in that in that flash moment what my reaction is going to be, um, and 
it happens to me all day long every day you know I get to choose love or I get to choose resistance or or attack and you know where I'm gonna focus my uh, my energies so if anybody else want to add in on this conversation about uh... about well about love maybe so in our last morning moms meeting uh, when we were talking about um, working on our marriages and how everything is always a work in progress and um, about when our husband walks in the door we have a choice and our choice is we can greet him with with love or you know we can be all stressed out and think about everything that was going wrong and and you know but we set the tone we set the tone and I kept thinking okay that sounds so much easier sometimes than it actually is and then I realized that a lot of it comes down to giving somebody the benefit of the doubt. And it's a mindset almost. So if you're giving somebody the benefit of the doubt, then it's easier to greet them with love. Um, and, and I've tried it, and it's, it's, it works. <laughs> yeah, the, the energy shifts when yes. we do this. And let me just back up a little bit and say that it's not just your spouse. It could be your significant other, your partner, um, it, especially your children. We talked about, I think, in this group specifically that when the kids are real little and they come out of the nursery school or the elementary school, you're at the fence, you're at the door, and the first thing you do is your smile lights up and you're, exactly. you know, it's like a puppy and you're like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. But as they get older, if I did that, they my kids would think I was a <laughs> yeah. little weird. I'm not you know? allowed to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and my son has said to me actually this week, you know, I said, are you going to be ready at five o'clock or do I have to walk over to the field and get you? And he was like, I will be ready at five o'clock and please do not come over to the field again and get me. <laughs> That's really embarrassing. And so it's different when the kids get older, but I was saying, can we take that same enthusiasm, that same love that we have for the people that we care about and actually use it and apply it and not just assume that they know it. Yeah. The people that we care about and also the people that perhaps maybe like didn't invite you to something that your friends got invited to and or your 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 kids are going to be going through that too and it's just I think that message giving people the benefit mm -hmm. of the doubt yep. is just so empowering and it's only going to be, yeah, your best, yeah. the best way to like navigate yeah. this, the, you know, because then your 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 kids look to you too. To, like, how are you reacting to? Mm -hmm. And one great stuff, spiritual so. practice to try to apply every day is to do one good thing towards your marriage or your relationships with yes. people. One positive thing, you know, and it can be as small as you know. A woman last summer that I'm friends with said that, you know, she brings her husband coffee when he's in town, he travels a lot, at, you know, and, and brings it to him in bed or something like that. And vice versa, you know, you can, you could do that for your wife. Um, so doing one small thing shifts that energy and that, that love that you feel for somebody comes through. I think it's also important for yourself to have that feeling that you've done something good. Um, so I recently, after our meeting, um, I felt very creative, and so I went out and got a, a little blackboard, and I, I wrote in metallic pen, and I put it on our kitchen table. So every every at every dinner when we sit down and we eat, um, it says on it, "What did I do today that I feel good about?" Mm. And I sit down and I invite the kids to answer it, um, 
and I think it's important. It's more, it's more than what am I grateful for today. It's something that they're taking ownership of, that they did, that mm. they feel good about. And Say it again, so, so we remember. What did I do today that I feel good about? And so I love what wow. Ariane does. A lot of times is in these conversations, she then takes them back to her life, mm-hmm. and she works with them in a way that is good for her. So you always go back and you have your boards or your picture boards and things like that. And so you're taking what you've learned and adding it and applying it to your life and and really using it. And that's what the invitation is for all of us and anything that we're talking about on this podcast, you know, about eating better, about stress-free, about loving more, is how can we actually, I hear it, but how can I take it back and apply it to my life? And I love that that's what you do. You go and you try it out. And that's what the invitation is with spiritual practices um, is that I have so many that I lean on and I have kind of like a tool belt worth of them, you know? And so I pull out the ones that I need in the moments that I need them. And you're going to have those too. You're building that arsenal for yourself. Of But I love it even more because my kids will have them. Oh, absolutely. Right. You know, and that's something I wish I had those tools when I was younger. Yeah. And so what did I say on Monday about that? I said that I had a friend... Uh, who a woman who was in a play group that I was in when the kids were little and she was mm-hmm. always on her phone and her head was cocked to the side like holding the phone between her shoulder and her ear and she was like always I don't know who in the world she was talking to I couldn't figure it out <laughs> I don't have that many friends <laughs> she was always on the phone in her car ev- everywhere I ever run into her at the grocery store and guess what when the kids were playing in the basement her daughter always had the play phone with her head cut, you know, and so I was saying that so much that we learn from one another is not necessarily in what we say, it's in what we do, and the kids copy and mirror what we, and so if you're working on yourself, if you're loving yourself, Mm -hmm. your kids see that, and then they, they apply it to their lives, and not exactly the moment you want them to, but Jennifer and I could probably both say that as your kids get older, you're wowed sometimes by the things that come out of their mouths because I'm, I always say it's like painting layers on, like I'm teaching my kids things, you know, over and over and over again by what I'm doing. And eventually it becomes the norm for them. And so if I'm not walking around with my head cocked to the side, but I'm, you know, placing things on my beautiful altar or, you know, spending time in my prayer room, the kids are going to know when they get older that that's what gives me energy and it probably will give them the same thing. And the greatest thing for me came out of this is is um, my son just went, started first grade and um, he had brought Pokemon cards to, to school for recess and a bunch of the fourth graders came up and just took them. Like his high cards, and these cards are expensive, the high, like the 220s and stuff, they're not easy to come by. Um, and he came home and he was upset. And so I asked him to try to figure it out to get them back himself, to try to go up to the boys and ask for them back. If it didn't work, I would go into school with him and talk to his teacher the next day. Um, and so at dinner that night, the next night, um, when, we, when we asked the question, when I asked the question of them, he told me that at recess he went up to the boys and that he asked three of them had them and three of them gave them back and the other two said that they would bring them the next day. And he said... What I feel good about, he said, I feel I was brave. Oh, that and is brave. That is I brave. mean, that, that in itself was worth making the board for, just that one moment. And not only was he brave, but he probably got the respect right. that he needed yes. from these kids in the asking. 
But so to really feel brave yeah. himself yeah. at seven is just, I mean, that's such it's an amazing feeling. Absolutely. And to know that's what he was feeling yeah. instead of saying, I felt nervous. Right. You know, he knew that was like overcoming something. Yeah. The word brave, I mean, for this, you know, yeah. for him to and know these emotions. And I would ask him how, how he felt in his body. Because a lot of the times we feel things... I bet you he had butterflies in his tummy, or mm -hmm. we all react differently, but it's really important to have that noticing. You know, I'll, I'll sometimes walk in a room and I'll feel like there's nervousness in my stomach and I'll think, why do I feel like that? That's a good point. And then I actually realize that maybe somebody else in the room is feeling like that and mm -hmm. I'm picking up on it, but all those unseen things, pay attention to the, how things land in your body. I wanted to it's say, um, to I heard a while ago, um, the, uh, another podcast talk about love languages. I don't know if anyone knows. I, I wasn't actually fully prepared to speak about this, but I it resonated with me because it kind of ties in everything we've been saying about love that everyone has a different way of expressing their love or their love language. And you could be the type of person that wants hugs and snuggles with your husband and you need like the back rub or this or that. Some people, a love language could be your husband gets up and does the dishes in the dishwasher without you nagging or asking or gets involved in household chores, stuff like that. And um, I was just thinking, and, and it could be a mom to a kid too. Like my mom every day made my lunch all through, every day, all the way through high school. And I was a vegetarian back then and she knew I couldn't buy lunch because there was nothing to eat. And every day she made my lunch when I was 17, 18. I mean, it was like, and that was her love language as she knew that she was doing that for me. And I think your love language, Ariane, is like creating this almost like a, kind of crafty way of teaching your kids these um, these lessons and these morals. And I think that's your, I mean, we always said you need like a spin-off kind of business <laughs> where you teach these classes of how to bring these Pinterest kind of projects home. Um, but anyways, I was just thinking like, you know, showing your husband love when you got home doesn't necessarily have to be this big, you know, kids, we're going to walk in another room and have like, you know, some time catching up. It can be, how was your day? I put the football game on for you, and um, I got us some, you know, my husband loves, um, like, cheese. You know, I, I bought some cheese today, cheese and wine, you know, that type of thing. So I just thought that kind of tied it all in. You can Google love languages, and I kind of figure out which one you are. And I think it's a really nice conversation to have with your husband so that you guys can be on the same page as to who reacts better to certain things. I think that's like such an important lesson. Yeah, yeah. And because I don't think people realize that there's different ways that people need yeah. from their and marriages. And that's why I would say, you know, try different things out and see what resonates. Mm -hmm. And so if it's meeting somebody with great enthusiasm at the door, like we were talking about, like you do with your puppy or your dogs or your kids when they're little, if you try that out on an adult, the reaction I think is going to be pretty positive. And you'll you'll kind of get into a flow of doing it. It'll feel awkward at first, but I definitely noticed a shift when I greet the people in my life with great enthusiasm versus high stress. Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, I, I've, got, I've got to go and where's the uniform? And um, so getting back to the, the four points, I just wanted to go with the first one and say, um, like, how's my talking joy team eating well? And how are you feeding yourself? Um, and so maybe just... Highlight your your favorite your favorite food, and I was thinking about when I was preparing for this. Um, you know, Jennifer has this great drink every day. Yeah, that's I, I pretty much when when I'm here, I I probably have it at least five days a week, and 
You can make this at home if you have a juicer and a blender and a freezer to freeze um, um, fruits and vegetables, but it's it covers every base, vegetables and fruit, and it's um, a green drink and then um, and then a more fruity drink, and you mix them together, and it's it's made up of um, kale, spinach, cucumber, celery, and parsley. So that's the green base, and then usually you would use like a frozen pineapple. So pineapple, so it makes it a little slushier. Pineapple, apple, orange, carrot, and beets. Those are my favorite. Um, and it doesn't look very pretty once it combines, but it, I mean, it really packs a punch and I usually have that in the morning. So that, that'll get me through, you know, most of the day, well, until the afternoon. And then I'm a big snacker or just always having something in my mouth like nuts and it's usually healthy nuts and um, I'm not a huge fruit eater only because I'm lazy and I don't like cutting up the fruit. Mm. But, lazy? Um, you just described your drink does not sound <laughs> no. lazy. And let me, can, can I interject for a second and yes. just say that if you're local to Summit, New Jersey that there's a, a juice caboose? There's a juice caboose <laughs> yeah, in juice town caboose. and they make it and it's called the multi-green. I actually add protein powder to mine, but okay. you hooked me onto it, and I, it's the best drink, and it does. It fills you up for the day. Yeah. And I would also add that you look absolutely amazing. You have beautiful skin, and you've aged so gracefully. And I think people are interested in knowing, like, what are we all putting in our bodies? Yeah. And It's important. And it's I mean, important. Drinking water. Um, also, I don't drink alcoholic beverages a lot. You know, I drink socially, and... I, lean, I live a very clean living, and, yeah. and so it, yeah. that's what I think, that's what people see. Yeah, and it shows on the outside, and, and so that leads into, um, you know, the whole idea of this book of, of, like, undoing things is that, you know, I think they were saying it could be, like, days and weeks where you can reverse yeah. a lot of chronic yeah. diseases um, in your body, and so what we put into them is just as important as, you know, all the spirit, it's a spiritual practice, I mm-hmm. think, nourishing your body. And the older I get, you know, some of you are a little younger than Jennifer and I, and the older I get, the more I realize how important that is. Um, and that I want to move into my later years <laughs> with grown kids and being a grandmother someday and, um, and really being able to, to be mobile. Yeah, be mobile and feel good. And, right. and, and, you know, I was at the doctor's office the other day for a physical, and I was looking around the waiting room, and there was a guy across from me who was very overweight, and I saw his ankles, and I thought, oh, they were like bright red and swollen, and maybe he had a special disease, I don't know, but then I looked at another guy, and he had huge tummy, and I thought, I'm okay, I'm going to yeah. be okay, because I really, that's important to me, because I don't want to feel like that when I get out of bed in the morning. I want to feel strong and, and vital, and so what are some of the other things, or are there any healthy tips that you can offer, Katie? What do you yeah, do? Yeah, so Anne, uh, Anne also talks about in the book the importance of where we are and how we're feeling when we're eating, so try to like slow it down if possible, and be mindful of just every bite, and wait till you finish eating like a fork full before you pick up another fork full. I'm in the I'm in a funny stage though where I really do I'm on, kind of always on the go and I'm not like making the time that I need and by the time I'm ready for lunch I'm like ravenous, but I do I do about 4 or 5 times a week I do try to make a point to 
nourish myself. I think I may have talked about this before, but like just to prepare like a healthy salad. So I'll roast, I'll have like roasted vegetables sometimes on the go or like at the ready in the fridge and like chopped up vegetables. Um, and then I'll always use like a type of grain, like a quinoa or brown rice or, um, or in, in one type of legume. And then I'm really into homemade salad dressing. So I use like tahini, miso paste, and like some herbs, um, good olive oil. And yeah, so that once I have the salad, I feel like it's it's very nourishing and it's, it's filling. Um, I do try to make lunch be like the biggest meal. Um, and then I'll have like, a, usually have a smoothie for breakfast if I Remind me if I can remember to do that. But we should I mention that Katie's breakfast. like a, a really into cooking. Yeah. <laughs> just really yeah, into and for the people that aren't, you know, like a Trader Joe's <laughs> or a Whole Foods, <laughs> are great for that because a lot of that stuff is already pre-chopped. <laughs> it's pre-chopped. I know everyone's like, "What are you talking <laughs> no, about?" No, I, I, yeah. it's, I think something people strive for. I just wanted to mention. Oh, you're really you know into what, like farmers markets and cooking so, and. So a big thing too that I've recently started dabbling into is the importance of like Ayurveda principles and I need to go back and like learn that? more about it but so based on like your you have to take a test and I've, t I've tried taking it a couple times and sometimes you don't know it depends on your mood of what how you would answer a certain question but I do know for myself I, I, I need warm food that's so, so that's why I do the roasted vegetables on top of the salad and a grain because I like uh, there's an there's something to having warm food like soups. I'm really big into making soups for my family. Mm -hmm. They taste better the next day. They're nourishing and it's warm. So even in the summer, I gravitate towards warm. Yeah, and so that's the great point because you, again, knowing your body and knowing how you feel in your body and understanding when you receive the food, how does it make you feel? Like I went out the other night, woke up the next day and didn't feel so great. And I think the food was really salty and and so I. I thought, well, I don't know if I'm going to go back to that place to eat again because I didn't feel so great. And so pay attention to the after effects. And they say... Uh, but sometimes yeah. you just need that chocolate croissant from Natal's, you know? Yeah. You should get that. Yeah. Sorry. That's what, your body, that's that's what, what you want. That's what oh, I crave. How could, what, what joy is li of living yes. if yeah. you don't it's get moderation. that? Like, that's what you want? Yes. Moderation. My grandfather always Why said live? that. Everything in moderation. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the, the McDonald's test where the guy ate McDonald's for every day and was... <gasps> and so it's... You could probably have McDonald's once a year if that's what you really want. Want or Natal's once a week, but Natal's is healthy, fresh, you know, yeah. real oh, yeah. baked, That's, and it's local. Yeah, and it's local. And it's delicious. Local to us. <laughs> um, and so one. So so we talked about eating well. We talked about moving more, and and you know, with the dog, and kind of stick with things that you like. Um, and then the stress less, uh, including like meditation and yoga and the bar method that we love here in Summit. And um, but one of the other things for me, just a quick de-stressor. Um, and in my life is just breathing, is the breath prayer. As I breathe in, that I am the beloved, and then I breathe out. And, you know, I everybody can pick their own short phrase, but I the breath, I mean, when my kids were really little, and all four of them, and it was just a lot, and we'd all be in the car driving to Pennsylvania or something, and everybody wanted stuff, and you can't turn around. And, and I remember one time thinking, oh, I, th I th Feel like I might be having a panic attack. I don't even know what that is. And then that's when I really started practicing breathing, just taking a deep breath in and just being aware of my body and just placing my feet on the ground and asking myself, where are my feet? And then adding a phrase, a short phrase. Um, and that has just always helped me. And it's a quick, easy way to sort of de-stress. And again, you can read all the tips in the book that they talk about. Um, but that was, that was my sort of spin on it. Um, and then we did talk about how to love more. And so, um, you know, I think that that's the, uh, 
the basis of all of it is that whole love, love more. Um, and so we've come to the time in our podcast where we're going to read a quote from Meredith Stars of Joy. So they're little slips of paper with uh, inspirational quotes from great thinkers. And we all pick one, sort of like a fortune cookie, and we don't know what we're going to get. And we're going to try to apply it to our lives. And so I'll read mine first as everybody's taking theirs. And mine says, real generosity to the future lies in giving all to the present. Albert Camus. Love that. And so real generosity to the future lies in giving all to the present. And I think that it kind of summarizes everything we were talking about. So generosity to myself of taking care of my body, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm paying into the future if I'm giving to the present mm-hmm. and pausing and saying, wow, is that really good for me right now? Is that what I really need? Breathing, walking, loving. Yeah. What'd you get? Do not wait for life. Do not long for it. Be aware, always at every moment, that the miracle is in the here and the now. Marcel Prost. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Thank you. When a great moment knocks on the door of your life, it is often no louder than the beating of your heart, and it is very easy to miss it. Mm-hmm. Boris Pasternak. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Yeah. it's easy to miss it why you know just to be aware that it is easy to miss it is is progress so and I would add that it's it's in the invitations Mm -hmm. you know all of you answered an invitation to be part of this talking joy team right we didn't miss it we didn't miss it and here we are and so Sometimes it comes knocking, and sometimes it's just a whisper, and, and so paying attention. And you can only do that if you're awake in this yes. moment. Back to your quote, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jennifer. Um, you must return with the bliss and integrate it. The return is seeing the radiance everywhere by Joseph Campbell. That summarizes you. I feel like you yeah. always see the radiance everywhere. I try. Yeah. Because yeah. you radiate. Because you are radiant. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, mine is... Happiness is neither virtue nor pleasure, nor this thing nor that, but simply growth. We are happy when we are growing. William Butler Yeats. It's a good one. And how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I mean, we always say positive or negative outcome, it, it's, it's the journey, it's the growth. It's at least you're learning. And, um, you know, if you don't move anywhere, then nothing can change so growth is good growth makes you happy yeah I love it I love that um so I'm just going to end us with this it says uh in your contact with people each day you will be blessed if you remember that your work is your love poured out the pauses throughout the day can be your teachers and when you were growing up your first pause of your day was probably a snack or a nap or recess And it's doubtful that you ever questioned this pause. Enjoy a few moments of non-doing, of simplicity, as you go about your day. And that's the invitation to love more, move more, stress less, and eat well. Amen. Amen.
I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.